Well, we do encourage you to consider Alpha, which starts in just a couple weeks on the 27th with a, a check it out dinner, which is just a, a space to come and see, come see what Alpha is all about. And so it might be a good fit for you on your faith journey because it's a space to explore the faith and to ask questions that maybe you've had and been meaning to ask for some time. And, uh, but it could be a fit for somebody you know as well, a coworker, a friend, a neighbor maybe. So uh, two weeks, just about two weeks, the 27th, it, it all kicks off. So we'd love to have you. And we do have, we'll have somebody in our rotunda at the Alpha table, and they can answer any questions you may have and point you in all the right directions. So we'd love to have you join us this fall. I know many of you were at the outdoor service last Sunday, which was a great time, wasn't it, over at Rolling Ridge? And uh, just always great to, to be together, to gather, uh, to be the church. And so we have a, a scroll, a couple pictures here, and I specifically picked out all the big crowd pictures so that nobody got mad at me because their picture was front and center. But uh, just had a good time worshiping and, and hanging out. And uh, I, I, I love the outdoor service for a number of reasons, but I think it's an important visual for us. I think it's an important visual that the church is the people of God. That the church is not a building, even though we're so grateful for this beautiful building that we have to gather in, but the church is the people of God. And so thank you, of course, all those that made that a, a, a great event for us to gather and to be together, to reconnect, make new connections. Um, and so, but as the people of God both last Sunday morning at the outdoor service, this morning we are the people of God gathered to worship. This past week, as you were at work or school or whatever your life looks like during the week, we were the people of God scattered into the different places that God has, has called us to. But the point is that the church, which is the people of God, the church is wherever the gathering may be. I think that the outdoor service also helps us visualize some other important things about our life together, our purpose, our identity as a church. And so, as you may have seen and experienced, we worship together, we sung together. Many of you invited neighbors and friends to come and see what's happening in our community. And so we partnered together to really welcome newcomers and to connect with them. And of course, there's lots of time for sitting around and eating and, and catching up. And I'm sure there were some stories exchanged of good things happening. I'm sure there were some stories exchanged of challenges in our lives, the good and the bad, as we reconnect. And of course, the outdoor service is a big rallying point where we can highlight and promote just all the ministries that God has called us to do in this church. And so uh, it's great to see people connect and uh, find resources and ask their questions as we all take the next steps that God has for us. And so there's something about that venue and that space each year that's a good reminder that we are the people of God. We are the people of God living a shared life and shared purpose together. This morning we begin a new series called Discovering Church. We'll be in this series for five weeks. And this morning, I want to help us discover church as the family of God in which we are called to grow 
and flourish as his people. Specifically, that it's the family in which we can press into relationships and community together that we might become disciples of Jesus Christ and look more and more like him with each day. And so it's in this family, in this context, that we can lean wholeheartedly into our connections with each other, that we might grow together. In order to do that this morning, in order to discover church in that way, we're going to look at this amazing text from Hebrews that I've been thinking about for a number of years. But it's a text that invites us to lean in. And my hope this morning is that as we explore this together, that we'll have greater courage and greater resolve to lean into the community of faith. Let us first pray. God, thank you that you've gathered us here this morning by your spirit. And we know that as we come together that we can receive something from you, our good heavenly father. So God, whatever it is that we need, Lord, would you pour it out? And would you give us faith to receive and to act upon it? God, thank you for the church. Thank you for Jesus that we might draw near by faith. It's in his name we pray. Amen. The writer of Hebrews, who we don't exactly know exactly who the author is, but they're addressing a Christian community that had faced some challenges, some persecution, some trials. They were probably a little bit beat up emotionally, maybe even physically, but they were a community under pressure. And so as such, some were tempted to just kind of hang it up, just throw the towel in, just withdraw from God and from the community, the church, that they had been called into. But Hebrews is a call to lean in with confidence. The first reason that we lean into the community, I would say to you, is because God has enabled us to lean into him. Because God has enabled us to lean into him. Look at verse 19 and following. It says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. The church that received this letter was well aware of all the Old Covenant, Old Testament sacrificial ritual system of worship. And under that old covenant that you will bump into with all of its ritual and sacrifice and offerings, if you read the Old Testament, um, within that whole system that they would have been familiar with was, was this appropriate sense that the presence of God, that the glory of God came with some trembling, some fear even. Because what you have there is you have a holy God who could not just be approached casually by sinful people. So the whole system, the sacrifices, the offerings, the purity laws, all of it was meant so that a holy God could dwell with an unholy people. And so under that system of worship in the Old Testament, there's 
for the, for the Israelite worshiper, there's several layers separating them from the most holy place of the temple and of the tabernacle. This place where the presence and the glory of God was thought to rest. And into that most holy place, only the high priest could go. And only once a year. And so it's with all of that background in mind that these people would have been very familiar with that the writer of Hebrews says, draw near to God. Draw near to God. He goes to great lengths in the course of this letter to remind them of the fact that through Jesus Christ, they and we now have free, uninhibited access to the Father. That a holy God has brought us near through Christ, by faith in Christ. Jesus Christ, Hebrews says, is the once and for all time sacrifice. Jesus laid down his life as a sacrifice for our sins, never again to have to be repeated. Jesus Christ is the great high priest who is always making intercession for us. And so by faith we receive the very righteousness of Christ that we may approach God with boldness and confidence. Maybe in your life you've had some opportunity to have special access of some kind. For me, one of those opportunities was my junior year of college when I lived in Washington, D.C. for a semester. And I interned with the Hill newspaper as an intern reporter. And so I got a press pass. And so this press pass, which I just wore around my neck, just gave me just access to the halls of Congress as Congress was in session. I could freely approach congressmen and lawmakers and ask questions and get interviews. The press pass also allowed me to go to the State of the Union address in 2008, and so I sat in the balcony, a balcony like, like that, and I listened to George Bush give the State of the Union address with the rest of the reporters and journalists gathered there. And so it was a pretty cool experience. Because prior to that, those buildings, those spaces, those people, see, just seemed like so other, so untouchable. And yet, because of my position, my internship, even me as a weasley little reporter intern, had full access. By faith, we recognize that Jesus has given us access, that Jesus has paved the way for us to come home to God. And so we draw near to God by faith, with confidence. When we recognize that God has made a way for us, that he has called us to lean into him, we have confidence to lean into the body of Christ, to lean into intentional relationships with one another that we might grow together. Notice verse 22 that says that we are free to approach God with our conscience cleansed because we know that he loves us. We know that he receives us. We know that we don't have to carry guilt and shame. We know that he receives us in spite of our shortcomings, our fears, our anxieties, our sins, whatever we carry. 
through Christ we still have access to God. And so as we find ourselves secure in that place of his love, we can then have confidence and courage to step into intentional relationships with each other. I would argue that intentional Christian community, small groups, discipleship groups, even our gathering here just as we minister to one another. I would say that we actually help facilitate an experience with the transforming presence of God. Because as we pray for each other, as we ask each other good questions, as we stir one another up to love and good deeds that we'll see In a moment, as we hold one another accountable, as we sharpen each other, as we help each other discern God's voice and his leading in our lives, I think that we help each other encounter God. That may feel like a high bar, but that's the bar that I want to set and that God has enabled us to set for our life together. Sometimes I encounter people who feel stuck. Maybe you feel stuck who feel like their growth has kind of, their spiritual growth has sort of gotten short-circuited. Maybe they feel disconnected. They feel isolated. They feel alone. And, and if I know or sense that that person is disconnected from community, from people, from intentional relationships, from fellowship, I often have this just sort of image that I conjure up in my mind of God saying to that person, have you leaned into the community that I have given you? By my grace. It's like, a, it's like a gift that we're looking for from God, but it's a gift that actually sits on our shelf, unwrapped sometimes. So have we unwrapped the gift for ourselves? So our starting point here, our starting point for confidence to lean in is our confidence to lean into God. That God has enabled us and given us a way to himself. And as we embrace God wholeheartedly, knowing that he receives us and loves us, whatever we carry, whatever we've done, we have courage to embrace others wholeheartedly. But there's a second reason that we lean into community. And it's because we've been called to a life of love and godliness. Pick up with me in verse 23. He says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. The writer of Hebrews says that our life together, our relationships, our, our, our growth, our groups, our communities that gather are intended for us to spur one another on. The Greek verb is literally provoke one another to love and to good deeds. And so we challenge each other. We hold each other accountable. We encourage each other. We pray for each other. I don't know about you, but I feel like sometimes my spiritual life, if I'm, if I'm disconnected from those relationships that I lean on to challenge me and inspire me and hold me accountable and push me forward, if I'm separated from that, my spiritual life feels like an 
atrophying muscle. And so as I reconnect and replug into that, it helps the muscle function and move the way it's supposed to. Notice also that the writer exhorts us to not give up meeting together. You showed up this morning. That's part of it. What we see here and what he is trying to relay to these people that he is addressing is is the importance of a formal, intentional gathering together. And so this, small groups during the week, discipleship groups with two or three others that you walk with in your life, in faith, all of it's important for us. As we all know, the pandemic really kind of blew up a lot of our relationships together, our connections, our interactions with each other, the groups that we really, that really helped us and served us. Of course, we pivoted to use technology, and thank God for that. But, but one of the biggest hardships that came out of that was just a sense of isolation. Maybe you felt that way. Because we, we see that and we recognize that our souls need other people. We need to be heard. We need to be loved. We need to receive love and offer love. We even need physical touch to be healthy humans, not even to mention healthy followers of Jesus. And so many of you probably have maybe recently come back to church or you're just reconnecting. And so welcome back. We pray that this will serve you and encourage you and support you. In my own life, just even as I think about the last year or two, these intentional relationships that I'm inviting you to consider and to lean into more, uh, these have helped me to confess sin. And then to see the power of those sins just break over my life. It's been a space to just be real and authentic, to be a better dad, to be a better husband by God's grace. It's helped me discover my own ministry, my own spiritual gifts. It's given me a space to process what's going on in my life, but not to stay stuck and to move forward. Look back at verse 23 as well here. We see that all this life together, all this gift that we have, that all of it happens in the loving care of a God who is faithful. A God who is faithful to bring to completion what he has started in you. A God who is faithful to bring to completion all that he has started in this cosmos, in this world, his redemptive purposes, because he is faithful to one day come again and make all things new, redeem all things, purify this world of all wickedness and evil and sin and disease. So we look forward to that day. Writer of Hebrews looked forward to that day as well, when Jesus Christ will return in glory. The writer of Hebrews says, in the meantime, and I say to you, in the meantime, lean into the community that he has given to you. There's probably going to be many things in your life that are going to pull at you in this season, school commitments, work commitments, family commitments, volunteer commitments, sports commitments. We could go on and on of all the things that pull at us. 
But let's make sure that our commitment to Jesus and that our commitment to our own spiritual growth has its place in our lives as well. So my question for all of us this morning is, who's your people? Who walks with you? Who asks you good questions? Who prays for you? Who challenges you? Who spurs you on toward love and good deeds? Who helps you wholeheartedly obey God's word and his spirit? Who are your people? Who are your people? This is the gift of the church, friends. And in our lives, let's make sure that that gift doesn't just sit on a shelf unwrapped in our lives. As you may be aware, here at Free Christian, we offer a number of small groups and other ways to connect. We have a network of small groups that meets during the week. We have men's groups, women's groups, mixed groups, groups for different life stages. There's a good variety of ways to connect. And so if you haven't connected, maybe you have, and that's great. Continue to lean in in that community. But if you haven't, just encourage you to consider that opportunity. God might have that for you. So we've put some information out on our welcome table in our rotunda, just showing you the groups, what's, what's, what's offered, and some contact information just to reach out if you have questions to the leaders. The information is also on our website as well. Lately, I've also been doing some teaching and just some training on discipleship groups. Discipleship groups are gatherings of three or four, perhaps, regular intentional gatherings. And discipleship groups especially help us to, uh, to stay accountable to the targets of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. And what do I mean by that? These are gatherings that help us to cultivate our own life with God. These are gatherings that help us to be obedient to his word and to the leading of his spirit in our lives. And these are gatherings that help us to prioritize investing in others on their spiritual journey. And so if that sounds like a fit to you, something you're interested in, don't hesitate to reach out to me, and I'd be happy to provide some some resources and suggestions. And one of the things we say, too, is that uh, stick with it. It may take a little while to find a fit, but that's okay. That's okay. These are, these are groups, loving groups that have on-ramps, off-ramps, plenty of time to explore, and just know that it's not a lifetime commitment, but an opportunity for you to grow. So friends, in this season, let us lean. Let us lean into God who has made a way. Let us lean into the community that he's given us and let us lean into the life of love and godliness that he has called us to. Let us pray. God, thank you for making a way for us. Lord, we just ask for your help. We ask for your courage to respond to you in faith in this season of our lives. Lord, thank you for the gift of the church. Thank you for the gift of others who can walk with us and sharpen us, and challenge us, and help us grow more into your image. So Lord, I pray your blessing in all of our groups, and all of our expressions of community here at FCC. Lord, stir us by your spirit, however you would this morning, and give us faith. In Jesus' name, amen.